Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Wyoming. We'd like to start today's show saluting the United States of America with the playing of the National Anthem. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Mark Hamilton and I'm your host. And on today's show, of course, we'll talk about that weather and it has been cold. We'll talk about legislature happenings here in the state of Wyoming, what they've got up their sleeve. We'll take a look at our people's convoy, our freedom convoy in the state of Wyoming. We'll take a look at sports. We'll take a look at energy. We'll take a look at agriculture. And we'll even talk today about the Jackalope, are they myth or reality? All here today on Let's Talk Wyoming, your everything Wyoming podcast. Taking a look at weather in the state of Wyoming, it looks like March is going to be nice to start out with. We're looking like some good temperatures coming in. I guess that expression coming in like a lamb going out like a lion, something like that that I remember. Temperatures will be very nice after the deep freeze we were in for the end of February. So a lot of activity will start picking up in the state as we get into the warmer temperatures, and I think we're all looking forward to them. Taking a look at Wyoming politics, the legislature is in full session in Cheyenne. I have an opportunity. I've been following a lot of these bills and getting a lot of information pushed out by the state Republican Party. Also, you can go to the state government site and log into the legislative report where you'll be able to take a look at all the bills that are being introduced. It's rather interesting if you have an opportunity to take a look at the site. It will tell you the progression of the bills. And part I like is to see who is voting or for or against some of the bills that are brought forward at the legislature this year. I'm going to go over a few of them. I could actually spend a full show just going through and Talking about uh, what is happening at the legislature, I've kind of looked at about 10 of them that are having an effect on us here in the state of Wyoming. I think a big one for our Christian community here in the state of Wyoming is the House Bill 0092, the abortion prohibition 
from the Supreme Court decision. That is moving on. If you remember, the Supreme Court uh, ruled on Roe versus Wade. It's back now here in Wyoming. Looks like that it could pass, it will pass, and it's to protect. It still has a provision in there to protect the mother's life if there's an issue that comes up. But again, uh, the legislature is moving forward with that. One that we've talked about before, House Bill 0014, is the fuel tax. Of course, it was not introduced. I know we talked about it in a previous podcast. Not a good time with everything going on, and the legislature made a wise decision on that. Also, House Bill 0074, the runoff election, was not considered. Again, we talked about that in the last podcast. We'll see if maybe next year will be the charm on that. Also, House Bill 0097, the ban on teaching and training on critical race theory, failed introduction. And that was kind of a surprise to me, a little bit of a disappointment in uh, the legislature. I think that's a hot ticket item. And where we have a predominant Republican majority in the legislature, it's a little discouraging that that didn't get taken care of. Also, one of interest... I'm sure Liz Cheney was smiling on this, House Bill 0099, the President Donald J. Trump Highway, was not considered for introduction. One that was in, in that was uh, House Bill 0105, coal tax severance reduction, that has got to the second reading and has passed. Senate File 0051, Fairness in Women's Sports Act is moving on as the second reading has passed in the Senate. We had talked about that in a previous podcast. That is where if you were born as a male, you can't then start later in life, start participating in women's sports. That looks like that is going to pass, is moving on, and that's going to be in effect for all of our schools, and the University of Wyoming. I'm going to be rather interested to see what happens when this gets to Governor Gordon's desk. Some of the other states, some of the other governors around the country have for some reason felt that this is not appropriate, and we'll see what happens. I think, as we talked about before, I think the answer to this is we just have transgender sports, and we'll let the transgender athletes compete against transgender athletes. Also, our Second Amendment Protection Act, Senate File 0102, is moving on. That is good news. That's more or less to not allow the federal government to interfere with our Second Amendment rights here in Wyoming. Glad to see that go through. One other that I think will have an impact and is continuing on is Senate File 0097, change in party affiliation. We had talked about that also previously, where in these primary elections, Democrats will change over to be a Republican for the election to vote for the most moderate Republican. And as we've seen in previous elections, we've seen a real uh, large amount of people that will transfer over 
for that election and vote for, say, a Liz Cheney or a Governor Gordon, and then next day go back and become a Democrat. I think this is a smart bill that won't allow this to take place. Republicans have stood up, and I hope this will pass the legislature without any other type of problems. So I think that the legislature is taking a serious look at a lot of items this year. And again, I think it's really important for all the citizens of Wyoming to take the time to look and see what's going on at the legislature. It's real easy to get on your computer. You can take a look at what is going on. There's this unbelievable amount of information, very transparent. And then you can make a decision when elections come up in the future of your representative. Are you happy with what your representative has done for your district and for the state? Or are you displeased? And I think that's the time when you vote and show that displeasure and find the candidate that will represent your district or in the state. Again, legislature in action, and we'll keep updated on these bills as they go through the legislature. Breaker 1-9, Breaker 1-9, we've got us a convoy coming. Got the hammer down, heading to the cowboy state. Just Wyoming, we do have the Freedom Convoy. We'll be going across Wyoming on I-80 and I-90. They have planned stops on March 3rd along I-80. Also on I-90 for the northern part of Wyoming. They'll be making a stop March 3rd at Gillette at the Flying J and Senex truck stop for refueling before they move on. So we hope that people can get out and support the convoy. Sure appreciate what everyone is doing. If you have, want more information, go to Facebook and look up Freedom Convoy 2022. And there's details of the route and where they're stopping and ways that you can help out for this great cause for all of our freedom. So thanks again, truckers, for everything you do. In other news concerning mandates, Wyoming Governor Mark Gordon is lifting the public health emergency declaration effective March 15th. I think that's good news for the state. We're starting to see a sudden shift in COVID across the country with state after state, school district after school district, getting rid of the mass mandates. CDC has backed off that, and we are seeing a change in what is happening in the country. And I guess the question for everyone, what's happened to Dr. Fauci? He suddenly has disappeared. Taking a look at Wyoming Energy, today is March 1st, and West Texas Intermediate Crude is trading at $105 plus, all affected by the activities in Ukraine, which is changing our world as we speak. It's having a major impact on our prices here as far as at the pump. We'll start to see these effects pass through to our consumers. Just something else that will affect us with our inflation and everything else going on. The part about this that might be a little disheartening to me is we were an energy independent country with our past administration. 
and on day one of our current administration with a stack of executive orders, the oil companies, energy suppliers, the hydrocarbon companies were definitely given a body blow. The Keystone Pipeline was struck down. Drilling was restricted and stopped on federal leases. Fracking was affected. All things that the administration had said they weren't going to do in their campaign. And it's having a major impact on us. And most recently it's came to our attention and to the world that the U.S. was buying, has been buying Russian crude during this time and helping really giving money to Putin to help fuel his initiatives where previously we weren't buying this fuel or this oil. And you know, that can be a, that, that doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem possible, but it was happening. And I think right now we have to try everything we can. I hope our Wyoming delegation is in the corner of energy. I know a lot of people in the country are. I saw a recent interview with Josh Hawley, a Republican from Missouri. And ironically, Missouri does not have any energy production. That he was going to introduce a bill in the Senate about re-establishing, empowering our energy companies to get out and get drilling, get our oil production up, our natural gas production up, and changing the world stage to where back to the days that the U.S. is the energy dominant producer in the world. Well, hopefully we'll stay on top of that. I don't know where these oil prices will go. Of course, it'll affect us here in Wyoming at the gas pump and across the U.S. The hope is that we can get this stabilized here real quick and we get the prices back down. On the other side of that, the state of Wyoming will be having a lot of money come in. This will benefit the state, which will give them the opportunity to put money back into the state from these prices. So we'll keep on top of the oil prices and keep you updated in future shows. Also in other Wyoming energy news, Wyoming has joined the states of Colorado, New Mexico, and Utah to sign a Memorandum of Understanding to coordinate and develop a regional clean hydrogen hub. Together, the states will work to compete for a portion of the $8 billion allocated in the 2021 Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act towards four or more regional hydrogen hubs. Governor Gordon highlighted the importance of the four states working together. Our coalition represents a shared understanding and vision for the future of hydrogen in the Mountain West region, he said. Importantly, it expands in the resource beyond what each state had individually and reaffirms Wyoming's commitment to supply hydrogen to consumers through the western states. With the estimates that Wyoming is home to as much as 25% of the nation's naturally existing commodity and energy feedstock for the production of hydrogen, and with one of the most established carbon management infrastructure systems in the world. And that is rather encouraging. This was just released from the Wyoming Energy Authority a program that the state is working diligently on that will have a benefit for us in the future. 
This will take some time, but we'll keep you posted on that. But good news on that side. Also, the state of Wyoming and with the pipeline corridor project they've been working on for some time. They are gaining headway on that, and it's looking positive. Wyoming is looking at carbon capture and potentially transporting that carbon for use within our older oil fields for enhanced oil recovery or for CO2 storage. So again, it's good to hear that the state of Wyoming is in our corner and working every way they can to help provide energy and provide for the people of Wyoming. Taking a look at agriculture in Wyoming, we're getting to that time of year when our farmers are starting to prepare for spring field work, preparation for spring planting of their crop. Our cattle producers are looking at the availability of pasture for summer grazing, taking into consideration the possible drought and limited grass availability. From a recent report from Cattle Facts, 3,200 more cattle per day were processed through small processing plants. That would be a bump of 800,000 a year, which would mean a better return for our livestock producers versus the lower prices seen through the large corporate processors who control a large majority of the cattle processing. Remember, when you purchase your beef, take a look at what local options are available near you. Ethanol is the latest target of the environmental crowd. Of course, ethanol is produced from corn. Previous studies show ethanol as a way to reduce overall emissions. It was a biofuel that has long been touted as a potential tool in the fight against carbon emissions. However, a new study published this week suggests that America's reliance on corn-based ethanol fuel could actually do more harm than good. Published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Science, the study findings are a stark contrast to established thoughts on the value of biofuels. Analysis done by the study's authors show that the renewable fuel standard led to a 30% increase in corn prices and drove an increase in land use for corn production by a full 8.7%. Flow-in effects led by a 20% increase in prices for other crops and a further 2.4% increase in total cropland countrywide. This led to an uptick in fertilizer use from 3 to 8%. The increased emissions overall resulted from the widespread changes in land use. In particular, the study notes that land that had otherwise been used for conservation purposes was instead put to farming use. The result is a net negative as per the study, which states that the carbon intensity of corn ethanol produced under the renewable fuel standard is no less than gasoline and likely at least 24% higher. It's a damning assessment of a program that was intended to benefit the environment rather than hurt it. Interesting change in thoughts driven by our environmental police. Taking a look at sports in Wyoming, the Wyoming Cowboys and Cowgirls were in action over the weekend. They both came out victorious as they continue their push for March in the Mountain West Conference Tournament. Both teams right now are are playing some excellent basketball, so we'll keep our fingers crossed and we'll continue to root for both our Cowboys and our Cowgirls. On the high school side of sport, the state wrestling tournament concluded this weekend in Casper. I'd like to congratulate the Kemmer Rangers out of the 2A. 
for winning the state title. The Star Valley Braves in 3A were victorious and won the also state title, along with the 4A champs, Casper, Natrona, and Mustangs. Congratulations to all the teams that participated, and job well done. Also, basketball is continuing on. State tournament will start this weekend in Casper, starting on Thursday, for the 1A and 2A boys and girls. 32 teams will be making the trip down to try to compete for those four state titles. 3A and 4A regional basketball will start on Thursday with their state tournament starting up the following week. Had a great opportunity to take in some 2A regional basketball here in the area. Uh, Riverton was hosting the 1A, 2A. have been a host for that for many, many years and did an outstanding job of the, the crowds, the games I went to were well attended, a lot of fans, and then again, a good uh, ticket item. Nice to go out and cheer on those local teams. Also, as we talked about on our opening, we have lost a legend here in the state of Wyoming, one that I can fondly remember as a, as a youngster. Mr. George K. passed away. Mr. K. was a sports broadcaster for K2 for many years out of Casper. I can remember him calling the Wyoming Cowboy games and watching the sports presented by George through the years, George K. And again, a legend through the years and with condolences to all his family and friends. Again, George, you're quite a legend. And finally today, Jackalope of Wyoming, a myth or reality. This was some story featured in Here Here, a travel app, and it came from Kathy Weiser from the Legends of America. Whether the jackalope actually exists or is simply a hoax popularized by Douglas Wyoming resident in 1939 is still hotly debated today. For those who believe the jackrabbit is said to be an antlered species of rabbit, sometimes rumored to be extinct, one of the rarest animals in the world, it is a cross between a now extinct pygmy deer and a species of killer rabbits. However, occasional sighting of this rare creature continues to occur, with small pockets of jackalope population persisting in the American West. The antler species of rabbit are brownish in color, weigh between 3 and 5 pounds, and move with lightning speeds up to 90 miles per hour. They are said to be vicious when attacked and use their antler to fight. Thus, they are sometimes called the warrior rabbit. The jackalope was first encountered by John Coulter, one of the first men to enter what would one day become the state of Wyoming. They also allegedly possess an uncanny ability to mimic human sounds, and when chased, will use these abilities to elude capture. During days of the Old West, when cowboys gathered by the campfire sing at night, jackalope could often be heard mimicking their voices. Most commonly sighted in the states of Wyoming, Colorado, Nebraska, and New Mexico, the jackalope also appears to have a European cousin, in Germany known as the Wuppertinger, and in Sweden a related species called the Scavander. Illustration of horned hares go back as far as the 16th century in scholarly European work. Some people do not believe a separate species exists of its own, but rather the jackalope is real, only because of a virus called jackalopism. Disease causes certain growths caused by a parasite to harden on the top of a rabbit's head, resembling horns. 
it is this virus that they attribute to the birth of the jackalope legend for others the jackalope is thought to be nothing more than a mystical creature started by douglas herrick a resident of douglas wyoming in nineteen thirty nine the whole thing began after douglas and his brother ralph had returned from hunting one day when ralph threw a dead jackrabbit on the floor of the shop it slid right up against a pair of deer horns when ralph declared that it looked like a rabbit with horns on it douglas a taxidermist decided to mount it from there the mounted jackalope was born and the pair of brothers began to sell them to the public before long they could be found everywhere in homes and taverns all over the american west at the same time jackalope postcards became a popular western souvenir the jackalopes of douglas wyoming became so popular by the late 1940s the city had proclaimed itself as the jackalope capital of the world promoting the self-proclaimed title in brochures and other tourism advertising in 1965 an eight-foot concrete statue was erected in downtown douglas and today billboard and jackalope images can be seen all over douglas on park benches fire truck hotel signs and a 13-foot tall jackalope cut out on a hillside the city is also very good about warning visitors of the vicious animal's propensity to attack so tourists will see a number of posted warning signs throughout the town watch out for the jackalope each year the douglas chamber of commerce also issues thousands of jackalope hunting licenses despite rules specifying that the hunter cannot have an iq higher than seventy two and can hunt only between midnight and two a m each june thirty first but this is still not enough for the queen city of jackalope country which now plans to build yet another giant jackalope towering over i-25 the giant fiberglass jackalope will stand eighty foot above the plains in two thousand and five the wyoming legislature declared the jackalope as the state's official mythical creature wyoming jackalope myth or reality thanks everyone for joining us today and we hope you enjoyed our show as per the code of the west we ride for the brand and we ride for wyoming here at let's talk wyoming your everything wyoming podcast